Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joser Jr., and sitting in for Joey Fitzsimmons this week is Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? It's good, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Just got back from Las Vegas. Um, spent part of the morning going through my mini truggy. It's almost back together in one piece. I'm waiting for one part. <laughs> what are you waiting for? A stupid O-ring that goes inside the shock cap. Okay. Which which mini truggy did you wreck? The Techno. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I I got I had the parts like a couple days after, but it's like I just let it sit because every time I looked at it, I got mad and. Yep. It's like just gotta let it sit for a bit and. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah. You. You got out of it a lot better than so I had a blowout at my very first MNRC. Yeah. Not a not a on track blowout, but a you know a temper tantrum, and I uh, I hammer fisted the driver stand like uh, what did you guys used to call Steve Nelson? Iron palm. I <laughs> I pulled an iron palm and I broke I I had a boxer's fracture and three bones in my hand and I so that was a nice reminder of what an idiot i am and that's you know why for the next three months steve nelson is iron palm he doesn't break his hand <laughs> <laughs> i so, love it yeah freaking a though man uh we'll get through some of our segments but uh, yeah i just got back from vegas uh, i want uh after we get through oh, segments yeah. i yeah, want to talk us. about uh 702 cool. uh doing the off-road truck all that stuff so awesome yeah so what do you want to start with tonight I know we we skip this one sometimes. The drivers meeting is our new racers segment. Okay. Have you have you guys been doing segments? No, man. Okay. I I I do moto sheets. I've been trying. Um yeah. Joey's still just picking things up. He's a good addition, yep. but it's like he's um still learning. He's a young buck. He is a young buck. He's uh he's so young that apparently he stayed up for 72 hours. So uh here I am. I got a new drive. I got a drivers meeting segment, and um, I am going to talk about the new Fortech 2.0 spec class at Dollar Hobbies. It is an affordable on-road class, and I'll say it again: it's an affordable on-road racing class. You got which, yours ready to roll for 300 bucks. Yeah, I'm uh I'm sitting at I mean I've I've bought in several types of bodies now cuz I'm trying to t- help people figure out um what fits and and how to make it fit and whatnot because um I'll just go through it. So the the car that I bought, it's a Traxxas Fortech 2.0 and it's the brushed version. It's the yep. it's the 12 turn motor which I believe is the same motor that's in a Euro truck. It's the same motor that's in a Slash. Sure. Okay. Uh, slash what the, too. the the Euro truck? What's in that is called a J motor. Oh, it, okay. It's different, but yeah. Anyway. Sure. So it's a, if you get the the kit, it's a two hundred and thirty dollar kit. Comes with chassis, motor, ESC, uh, tires, and then what you get to do from there is um, one thing that you have to do and. It's it's basically essential is you are going to have to upgrade the servo, the stock Traxxas servo. It might work when you're out in the street dinking around on pavement once you get indoors and you're on um, 
we don't have high high grip at dollar just because we switch back and forth from on-road to off-road and the on-road track loses its grip yep but anyway it's pretty good traction and so you need a little bit better servo um i believe john schroer who he's been the driving force behind this class yes the um some of the facebook posts are mine but it's a it's a joint effort between us and uh Brian Post and the people at Dollar Hobbies, we're all trying to work together to give people an affordable option to come back and um, either try on road racing or get back into it. Um, we wanted to pick something that was a little bit maybe less uh, dinky or I don't even know what to what to call you know Euro Truck. They're having a blast with it at MMR, by the way. I'm not talking yeah. down on Euro Truck at all, but we wanted a car that worked a little bit better. I was going to say, Euro um, Trucks don't drive like a race car. <laughs> no, they sure don't, and they don't race like one either. Holy crap. I uh, I retore my groin last Wednesday. What because the hell? <laughs> I, I, sh- I, I shouldn't have been marshalling. I, I was in rough shape when I showed up, and for whatever reason, I just... Um, I didn't sit it out. I tried to marshal, and Euro Truck happened to be after USGT. Oof. And um, so on Thursday, I ended up on crutches for a day because I had to take it real easy because I was super tender. And um, I'm back to walking a little bit, but I've uh, my groin's going to take me a while to heal. Anyway, I got off track. The servo, you kind of need one. John Schroer got one for like $15 or something on Hobby King. Um, I spent about 50 bucks on mine. You do need a 2S, uh, lipo, or, I mean, you can use, uh, nickel metal if you want, but, um, everybody that I know so far that has a Fortec, we're using 2S shorties or stick packs. They have to have a hard case. You can get something like that for 50 bucks and have it be competitive. My stuff and, um, you know, I can't run with John. I, I don't have the type of talent that john schroer does for rc so i'm not going to run him down but i'm i'm doing well you know having a good time competitively against everybody else and i'm using a uh, three-year-old shorty that came out of my two-wheel drive buggy i ended up replacing that two-wheel drive buggy battery with something a little newer okay and um so yeah i'm not we're doing it budget wise here right um i spent about forty dollars on a 200 millimeter USGT body, we're doing bodies that, and then by the way, the 200 millimeters, since we are still on the stock Fortec tire, the 200 millimeter bodies fit better than the 190s. The 190s, you really got to auger out the wheel wells okay. in order in order to accept the stock Fortec 2.0 tires and wheels. Um, I don't even want to bring up the other possibility of tires. That's what we're on right now. We're on that stock yep. tire. Yep. People are sanding them down as much as they can, trying to get more into the meat of the tire where it's softer. Yeah, and, um, I mean, it makes sense, but shit. You have to. It's it's okay. undrivable on CRC if you don't sand that tire. Okay, the, the only other recommendation I'd make is... Um... I, I'm sure there's somebody that makes a tire like um, Sweet made the uh, well we mi- we the have Mini Cooper tire. We, we have an, a, a very good option on deck. Okay. Um, if if we cannot make 
this tire work for some people. It's something that we can move to in the future. I just I don't want to talk a whole lot about it because this, even though I'm the face of some of these posts, and especially I, I have the post that has all of the rules on it, and I, I make edits to it according okay. to um, new things that, you know, John or Post sees, and we, we kind of clean it up a little bit. But um, I, I want people to know that I'm not the driving force behind this class, so it's not really my choice what we end up on for a tire. Um, if we do need to move to an easier-to-drive tire, um, the USGT tire, it's super affordable. The, um, the change in width of the car um, offset-wise doesn't really negatively affect it. Yep. Um, you pick up a little bit more roll which is very easy to deal with um you, you take away a droop you glue up the front tire maybe you put a um a stiffer front spring on because you want a little more steering anyway and boom that body roll is gone okay. the traction roll is gone can i make a recommendation go ahead so for the guys that are just getting into it and all that stuff instead of using the st- Stock Traxxas Radio use the Sanwa MX6 for $109 off aiming hobbies. Yep, and I'll, I'll be straightforward. I did not attempt to use uh, the radio that came with it. I'm actually going to try to fit that Traxxas radio up in, in my uh, crawler tonight because I'm going to go to... Uh, Thunder Road tomorrow, run some off-road practice, Okay. Uh, drive my crawler, and then skedaddle over to Full Throttle RC Raceway and pick up most of the components for my e-buggy. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, um, I'm not using the stock radio. I'm, I'm on my race radio. It's an M17. It's, you don't, way, more yeah. than, it's way more than I need. Well, um, yeah, but you have it, you know. Yeah, that's what go. I have. Yeah. So I stuck one of my receivers in there. And a lot a lot of you guys have raced something. Yeah. So you might have something like, you know, the MT forty four, the M seventeen, um Whatever. a Futa a Futaba four PLS. You know, you got a halfway decent one. Like Joe's saying, I don't know anything about that MX six, but I know that the budget Sanwa radios are great. And they're I could race better with than, one. They're better sure. than the stock Traxxas radio. Oh, absolutely, hands down. So I'm I'm about three seventy, three hundred and seventy dollars into my race car. That's minus paint. Um, yeah. So maybe you add twenty dollars to that, and I'm still under four hundred bucks. I'm going racing the car now. My stock touring car right now it's at least half a second off of everybody else's. I haven't figured out how to get it on pace with those guys, but I'm within a second at Dollar Hobbies of my $1,400 four-wheel drive sedan okay. car. Nice. You know, it's the it's the creme de la creme. It's, it's a new Mugen. It's got all the nicest stuff in it, and that $400, less than $400 Traxxas is within a second of it. So I'm about a second and a half off of the fastest uh 21.5 sedan drivers in our region right. with awesome. this car. Awesome, awesome. So, and it, it's a it's a hoot. Um, some of the charm of the class right now, since we are on that crappy stock tire, um, traction goes away 
later in the race for um sometimes for the last minute it gets a little skatey um the neat thing about racing a four-wheel drive in those kind of conditions is if you get out of shape you hammer the gas and the car straightens out um it (laughs) it leads to some nasty wrecks here and there but nobody's taking vortex spec seriously well that's good we're all having fun. We were we were laughing our butts off the entire main event. For our very first event, we had six of them show up, which is sometimes more than certain classes that run on road in this in this region, not just at Dollar. Um, I know your dad likes to race uh, stock Can Am on a Wednesday night, and sure. I mean they had three of them the other night. Yeah. So I mean we're t- off to a good start. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Uh, a couple little tips and tricks. Like I said, um, don't go out on the stock tire with no prep. I don't want you to um, get frustrated and be like, holy cow, this thing's a piece of poop. I can't believe those guys talked me into one. Yes, we, we have had to manipulate the stock tire. And some of us are doing tire exchanges with guys. So if, if uh, I just did it Wednesday night, a guy that was just finishing up painting his body, I said, here, here's my race tires. Just give me your brand new ones. I'll swap you, and then I'll go home, sand those babies down, and those will be my race tires until somebody else so needs do you, to swap tires with me. Do you uh, put it on your um, clay tire hex on the drill and just sand it from there? Yeah, I've got one of those. I got one of those nice tire spinners for on road now too. Okay. But I I do also have I got that uh, 12 millimeter chuck from J Concepts, which I could throw in a drill and just sand the hell out of that thing. Get it down to where it is like a USGT tire, where there's just you know just a faint hair of tread left, and then um, I'm saucing about 10 minutes before the race with the best results. When I when I don't sauce early enough, it, it definitely negatively affects me. The the sauce doesn't get into that stock tire far enough. Okay. Yet anyway. You try tires. So. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm like tire warmers. Were I'm you not, gonna say tire warmers? Uh, I, I'm like nope, not for this class. Joe, I'm not gonna lie to you. I keep I see them and I'm like, gosh darn, that would be nice to bake that sauce into my touring car tires. Um, I'm not gonna do it. I and the only reason I even have corner scales is because I got a hell of a deal on a set of Bluetooth ones. Yep. The uh, the Sky RCs. So, uh, shout out to Brian Post for that. Posty tried to get back in touring car, decided that uh, he just needs to take a take a little break from on road racing. And, okay. Um, we hope to see him back again in the future. Obviously, he's a he's a driving force behind Dollar Hobbies. But yeah, that's my drivers meeting. Um, if you're interested in the Traxxas Fortec 2.0 spec class, um, you can talk to me, John Schroer. Um, you can ask questions on the Dollar Hobbies Raceway Facebook page. And uh, I do want to mention we don't normally do crap like this because this is an unpaid advertisement essentially for Dollar Hobbies. So. Um, I do know there are Fortec 2.0s in the area, so somebody could buy one locally right now. And um, yeah, well, come out and there's race with a, us. there's a difference of free advertising and advertising trying to get racing going. Yeah, yep, you're right. I mean, 
so I know Andrew doesn't accept new classes, but if you bring enough Vortex up to Duluth, they'll run it. You know what I mean? Sure. It's about growing a class and growing the community in general. Sure. Yep. Um, yeah, man. So let's get into um, the NCTS at 702 Raceway. I mean, the Mickelson family was there. Bullman yeah. was there. Um, Austin Jacobson was there. Evan Banta was there. Kyle Holmberg was there. I mean, dude, we had a group of Minnesota guys there. Do you want me to blitz through? So I wrote down local people yes, in the results. I didn't get everybody. Cause um, I, it was, I, I it was wanna, just the obvious ones. Because, well, there was a question that I'm going to hit now because we're talking about it. And I'm going to find it. It says, sorry, I, um, blah, blah, blah. While Holy, you're looking for that, yeah, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch. You yeah, got it? It's okay. from Mike Glider. It said, what the hell happened to Kyle Holmberg? He had it <laughs> so many times Sunday and kept losing it. Well, I called Kyle Holmberg before the show, and I got some information. Well, Basically, what he was saying, if you didn't drive at 100%, the track would bite you. There were... Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, I I was there. I'm like, huh. That's what I was thinking. It's like, it looked good, but it's like, ooh. There were two jumps made from aluminum, and they bow in the middle. So it would like kind of donkey kick your car. You had to hit it on the outside or inside edge. And he just had overall bad luck. I mean, bad luck happens. What I did like about it and what some like, some hated, because, well, he was saying the layout before was a 15-second layout. The layout, mm -hmm. then they changed it Thursday night. So you didn't have to be there Thursday night to practice. Okay. So you could get there Friday, but they changed the layout as a hundred percent new layout, nineteen second lap times, all that stuff. It was awesome. It's just you know a brand new layout, even with a hundred and eighty some drivers. They used TDK saw, so it was a bit different feel than the SXT. Okay. But yeah, no, I mean, just bad luck and getting like yeah. What I was going to say about it, um, let's go through results, and then I'm going to give my impression on 702 Raceway. Okay, in 13.5 uh, in stock four-wheel drive buggy, uh, local MMR hero, I mean, he, he runs damn near every class and type of racing that MMR has. I was super surprised to see Evan Banta leave the Twin Cities. He went all the way out to... Um, Las Vegas and yep. got himself a win in yep. Stock Wheeler. Yeah, Doug so Austin. Evan Banna takes the win there. Yeah. Um, Did I say Doug Ostead was there too? Doug was there also. I, I knew that he was, but you didn't say that. So I, I sorry, Doug. I I didn't dig far enough in to see your results. I hope you had fun and did well. Um, Kyle Holmberg finished third. Uh, Double B finished seventh, and Caden Voss finished ninth. Nice. That's so awesome. that was Stock Wheeler. Uh, moving on, another class that Kyle and a few of those guys contested. Stock expert, 17.5 buggy. Uh, Kyle finished fourth in that. Ethan Mickelson finished seventh. And Caden Voss, tenth. Mm -hmm. 
moving along to 13.5 stadium truck, two-wheel drive stadium truck. So Kyle took second there, Evan Banta fifth, Austin Jacobson sixth. Austin uh, Austin works at, at uh, or at least he worked at Thunder Road, correct? Yeah, I don't think he does anymore. He doesn't anymore? No. But I, I remember he had a pretty good stadium truck. Yeah. So. Oh, his stadium truck's awesome. Cool. Uh, two-wheel drive, modified buggy, so that's the big dogs. That's essentially the pro class. Uh, Brock Champlin took the win there. Spencer Rivkin second, and Blake Champlin third in four-wheel drive modified. Brock took first again. Blake, his brother, second. And Rob Gillespie finished third in front of Spencer Rivkin. Nice. So what would you see at 702? So I walked into 702. Um, you walk in, there's a cool display case with, um, vintage stuff. Um, it's in my post on Instagram or Facebook. If you go look, um, just cool stuff. And then before you walk in the track, there's a small lounge with the eye racing setup. I'm like, that's badass, you know? <laughs> okay. If I had that, I it would not be in an area with an open door because I don't trust a lot of bastards. Sure. Walked in the track. It was a pro shop. They had a little section for Traxxas parts, but it was 100% a pro shop. Cool. Um, very Twin City hobby and raceway-like. Uh, it is cool. Uh, the announcer was... I, I, I never... I'm guessing it's a family-ran business. I'm guessing the wife was behind the counter. The husband was on the microphone. It's what I'm guessing. Dude on the mic was awesome. Really entertaining. Kept a tight show. Called people out for walking back to their pits instead of putting their stuff in impound like they were supposed to. Um, the track size and the driver stand and all that stuff is great. Was it a little bit smaller than... Uh, Thunder Road. Yeah, they use more narrow lanes to get more sure. out of it. God, I wish they would do that. But but I mean, sometimes I think we don't have to use that whole footprint. <laughs> yeah, you dude. know, because that track's huge. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. Um, what what I was gonna say is, well, look, pits. They could use a little bit more pit area, but they were pretty. There was a hundred and eighty some entries and. Nobody was smushed in. Um, one thing I got to say is be grateful that we have carpet tracks where the jumps work the way they're supposed to work. Yeah. Okay. So you go to Thunder Road. The jumps are really flat and you'll fly low, but the jumps will work the way they're supposed to work. Um, dollar hobbies, they have a little bit more lip, a little bit more action. Again, the jumps work. Same with MMR, the jumps work. Be happy that our jumps work. We are spoiled. Because, <laughs> dude, one negative, but it was glaring. The jumps were so terrible, dude. And, what, and I, I heard about this a little bit, like they were floppy. They were like uh, the aluminum ones were bowed in the middle, and then you'd there's like too much of a run up, so you'd have to like hit your brake and like slide your car before you hit the jump. 
Like it's like holy crap. Um Yeah, man. It just everything about that place was awesome except the jumps. They need to hire Dave LaRue to go down there and build them some jumps. They yeah. really do. Or or Corey Eichinger. Yes. That's He's true. the fucking master for RC related. Yep. Dave Dave makes really good stuff. He maybe even possibly overbuilds it because he's you know you know he's an old he's an old professional skateboarder. Yeah. And he builds really nice stuff. But Corey, I just I feel like once a week or once a month, I'm always telling somebody that they missed out on Shamrock and how oh, cool they Shamrock Dude, RC was. Shamrock was awesome. I'm and a huge part of that was Corey. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'm still halfway disappointed that that'll never be back. Big time. Um, yeah, so I sat I sat and watched racing for a good hour. And for more than half of that, it was the 13.5 stadium truck heats. It, okay. st- it started out with the D, C and D heat. I'm like, all right, you know, they're donkey kicking over jumps. I'm like, you know what, it could just be the heat. And then they get to the A heat with Kyle Holmberg and Evan and all those guys. And half of that heat looks like dog shit. And I'm like, with this group of guys, it shouldn't look like Kyle and Evan looked really good. Austin had his moments of looking good. But I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, ugh. <laughs> um, The one thing that was different that I didn't hate but didn't love and I would have to get used to it as they use TDK. The grip was so different. Yeah, that that's the white stuff that kind of balloons the tires out a little bit. Yeah, well, it's clearish yellowish and it um if it's under like I got it, it looks like a engine blow by if it gets below 60 degrees. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, besides that Jumps can be fixed. They have an awesome facility. Cool. Um, yeah. And then, dude, Vegas was fun. Um, I did, yeah. We did the standard Vegas thing. Um, the one thing we didn't do that was standard was I drove that trophy truck. Mm-hmm. I put yeah. about half the laps on Facebook because my first half laps were lame because I was in a truck that was cutting out. Okay. It's like I would hit it, put it to the floor, and just bop, 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 bop at the top. Did they essentially refund those laps and get you all of your paid laps in a decent vehicle? Nope. I only got four laps in a decent vehicle. I paid for seven. I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, I would have been too. I would have been asking for a refund, I think, at least a partial. Yeah, it, it it was what it was. I'm sure it was a bunch of dicks that worked there, honestly. Uh, one kid seemed decent, and then the guy I went out with, the instructor, he said, we we had a little verbal altercation before he turned on the camera. Okay. He goes, if you you don't want any problems, you don't put the truck in a wall, and you don't put this truck on a side. I'm like, oh, problems? Don't threaten me with a good time. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, so you didn't have a sense of humor. No. And it's That's like. Usually, yeah. 
That's it, a tough assumption to make these days. I, I don't care. I mean, if he wants problems, I, I'm his huckleberry. Right. So, anyway, but the guy ended up being cool. What the hell did that line even mean? It's not huckleberry. It's huck. It's something else. It's it's misheard as huckleberry. It's something else, and I forget what it is. Hmm. But I saw the meaning of it like two months ago. Um, but anyway, no, dude, it ended up being about 600 bucks because when you go through the website and reserve, they don't tell you about a $99 non-refundable insurance fee. And then I paid like $80 for the video and then tax, it ended up being like 600 bucks for seven laps. That was my most favorite part of the trip. Awesome. By by a bit. You know what I mean? I had cool. I've never well, I've had sand rails, Volkswagen power sand rails in the past. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's just not. And those trucks, they straight up tell you we set them up really soft. We the weight bias is 70% rear, 30% front with a lot of suspension travel cuz they go we set it up safe not as we would set up a race truck sure so it's like yeah give me a race truck that's set up (laughs) right yeah but you know the first truck i know lap times we're all racers the first truck i was in the best i could get was a minute 26 i got down to a minute 15 in the other truck and i think i could get sub one minute if i had more laps okay so yeah yeah, it was a lot of fun. I like the exotic cars there too, but ah, they were one. They cost more. They're about a hundred bucks a lap in a McLaren, and the McLaren. The McLaren was the only one I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's like you know if. I I know this is ridiculous fantasy land, but if you could race them with your buddies like you can go-karts, mm-hmm. that would be a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all we needed to be is entrepreneurs or high-end brain surgeons or something yeah. like that, and we could go trophy truck racing on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, sucks to be us. We're stuck RC racing, man, to get our kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. Um, what we do though. Hey, one more thing. Well, we still get about nine minutes before we got to call, uh, Jason. Well, what's, what's standard, uh, Vegas stuff? What do you mean by it? Did you see any shows? God, no, we went to, um, we went to the mob museum. I wanted to go to the bodies museum, but we never ended up getting there. Uh, bodies like the exhibit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we went down Fremont Street, which I enjoyed. Um, we did uh, adult things. Um, Ooh. <laughs> no, not. Ooh. Well, I mean, yeah, but no, not that. Um, brown chicken, brown cow. No. Um, what else did we do? I walked the strip. Um, did it, we did the New York, New York roller coaster. Cool. Did you check out the Bellagio or we did, the fountains at night? We did or... that when we got married. Okay, uh, cool. 
back in 2006 and from what i've seen they haven't changed it so it's like yeah. no no it's it should still be the same show from uh oceans 11 yeah the um, it was interesting uh telling people what drugs the homeless people were on <laughs> oh joe <laughs> no it's, it's super obvious if you pay attention i'm like the people with their heads down that are leaning they're on heroin uh the people that are screaming and running towards the cops instead of away from the cops are on meth um who's on fentanyl i'm sure the heroin people were uh um, sure somebody died in one of the uh you know instead of having crosswalks they have the bridges above yep uh I think somebody died in one of those yesterday morning because we couldn't go up there. Yeah, I mean, that shit's going to happen. And then, you know, the alcoholic homeless people were the ones that were screaming and running away from the cops. What are the, the, I don't know if it's still like this, but you know on Nicollet Mall, the people that would, like, have very loud conversations with themselves and stuff like that, are those drunks too? Uh, there's schizophrenics that are... Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they don't fucking take care of crazy people anymore. They yeah. just yeah. put them in jail and let them out. Yeah, well, there's schizophrenics that are, one, off their meds, and two, they probably have a substance or two behind it. I've been mm-hmm. watching um, a series on Netflix, or on YouTube called uh, Soft White Underbelly. Okay. And it just picks people out of the, just an inbred Appalachian family, uh, a female sex offender. Hmm. Um, and then there was a schizophrenic dude to where the, they always have the black and white thumbnail photo of the person. Okay. And this dude looks like a cartoon. Oh, no. Yeah. And then he starts talking. It's like, ugh. And the guy would ask him a simple question like, um, so what drugs are you doing? He's like, um, sits there for 10 seconds. You think the video's buffering? Sorry, what was that? It's oh, like, no. Whoa, he's gone. Bummer. Yeah, but that's an interesting series to check out, Soft White Underbelly. Yeah, sounds super uplifting. It's I'll uh, get up, on that. It's not uplifting at all. Um, like <laughs> last week they had, uh, this fat Southern executioner on, it was, it was fucking gnarly. Gnarly indeed. Did you lay any money down on a blackjack table? Yeah. Um, I lost on slots. Um, actually yep. I, I only played uh video blackjack because they don't have $5 tables at the MGM anymore. That oh, is sure. that's reserved for video. The cheapest table I could find at the MGM was uh, twenty five. Oh, ouch! Yeah, man, that's 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 real big boy. Sh- I mean, it's not big big boy shit, but to me, it's big boy yeah, shit because I'm not... I used to walk my ass all the way down to the end of the or the beginning of the strip where the Sahara used to be. Yep, because they had dollar blackjack so that's where i would hang out when i wanted to play blackjack for an hour or two or however long i could make my hundred bucks last yep and uh that was it i was gonna go to the hooters across the street from the mgm because they had dollar blackjack right on i just never made it over there i don't know it's like we did so much man cool 
We walk oh, man, so I'm glad many you miles. Got to go on vacation. Yeah, we walk so many miles. My massage therapist just uh, sent me a text saying, "I hope you're looking forward to your massage." I'm like, "Oh, you have no idea." Right on. How often do you get one of those? Once a month. I would like to do Perfect. it once. I'd like to do it once a week, but uh, with yeah, t- wouldn't with, we all? Yeah, with tip, they're 150 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, you get you get a spending massage. Is yours a two hour? Uh, 90 minute. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's... So it used to be ninety bucks. Then I would tip her twenty or thirty. Sure. Then she upped her price because they jacked the rent on her all of a sudden. Sure. So, yeah, man, it was all right. I was. We're just... pretty close to there. You want to pause it? Yeah, I'm gonna pause it here, and yeah. All right, guys, we are back. It was seamless. You probably didn't even notice. Uh, Ryan and I are now joined by um, the Dakota Slideways Club secretary, um, committee member, and he also runs the off-road track, Jason Klinkner. How's it going, Jason? Not too bad. Not too bad. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing all right. Um I just got back from vacation, and Ryan just got done feeling okay after pulling his groin turn marshally. I'm really good. I got a, a Girl Scout cookie in my mouth, though, so I'll catch up with you in a minute here. Dude, I got five cases of Girl Scout cookies sitting in my basement right now. Good grief. Yeah. Um, yeah those things Those things are as bad as anything. It seems like everybody I know has got cases of them laying around nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. You're a little bit uh, muffled there, Jason. I don't know if uh, I don't know what's going on there. If the mic is in your cheek or anything like that. Uh, no, my daughter's a Girl Scout, and we always oh, okay. kind of overshoot on what she's gonna sell. But we we usually end up with like one extra case. Oh, we got a ton in the basement. I ate an uh, entire box of caramel de- delights while wrenching on the mini truggy today. And then you, it's, yeah. it's easy to do. They've been catching me. Um, they hang out at the, the local uh, Jerry's Foods. And, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. They're so freaking cute. And I, I can't even walk by them without at least throwing them five bucks and grabbing a box. Yeah, it's easy. Absolutely. I'm with you guys on that one. It's, it's hard to walk by them guys and they're selling that stuff. Yeah. Oh, the, the, so the smart thing they've been doing is they've been parking at Thunder Road lately. They yep, go right there on. with tons of boxes and leave empty. So do do RC guys eat sweets? Oh yeah. I, oh okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, I actually have to get back on my diet because I have a grappling tournament at the end of April that I'm grappling one weight class up that I normally do, but right now I'm two weight classes up, so I got to drop about twelve pounds. Right on. We're uh, the work begins. Yep. So anyway, Jason, um, so the Dakota Slideways Club in the wintertime, they do um, oval, carpet oval, but you're really into the off-road track. Um, before we get into the big race here, what is your season opener um, just for the club in general? Um, for the club in general, actually, uh they, like like you were saying, you know, the off-road, or the oval track, they're actually running every Monday night. They're 
actually holding a race tonight. Um, so those guys are there. And then our season opener at the uh, off-road track is actually a club race on May 4th. Okay. And then our actually first weekend race would be the 28th of May. Nice. So that's that actually works really well for the MNRC guys because that's like right between the two. Um, yeah, I try to I try to plan my schedule uh, so that I'm not overlapping any of Sean's races or the MNRC races. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, um, I also make sure I don't overlap them races at Jamestown. They have a really good following as well. Yeah, that's tough, man. I mean, there's only so many Saturdays a week. Or a month, Duh, a week, a month. Um, so I've I've seen I I watched oh, on Facebook over last year the club grow. Um, about how many entries were you averaging towards the end of the season last year for club races? You know, I think on club races, I would say we're probably averaging twenty twenty five. Uh, eight scale electric has really took off in our area. Yep. Um, I, I think that we got about 14 or 15, uh, uh, eight scale electric classes, our cars. And then as far as the nitro stuff, I think there's probably six to eight in each one of the nitro classes. And then we have a pretty good novice class, I suppose, maybe 10 to 12 in there as well. Big novice classes are just really good for the hobby though. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, electric classes as much as I dislike electric on dirt, it is the easy way to club race for sure. Just because nitro, you need a pit guy and whatnot. Myself, I'm only putting nitro cars on dirt this year. The electric cars are staying on AstroTurf. So I can't wait to come up there and run a little bit of nitro, though. That'll be fun. We're Joe 3 and I are looking to go a little bit farther with uh like travel a little farther with the nitro vehicles this year yeah um you know our nitro thing over the winter eric hogarth really pushes the nitro stuff and uh he's sold quite a few of them locally um i think i think that nitro class is going to be a, a up-and-coming thing here for us as well oh yeah um, you know i actually actually see that uh electric mini chuggy kind of taking off around here too a little bit good deal well it's it's fun and the tires so last year for my mini truggy, I got one set of green sprinters mounted up with open cell foams and they still have 50% of the tread left on them after I ran quite a few races this summer with them. Cool. I mean, literally seven club races on a set of tires. Those are kind of a blocky lug tire, aren't they? Yeah, and I believe they have a lots block- of surface area. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, hey, uh, you you guys have two wheel drive mod buggy on your um, races to be run. I the saw big race that also at the Brown County Fairgrounds. Do you um? Do they run on the eighth scale track? Yep, I I build the track and design it. Uh, cool. I'm actually in the middle of redoing it every year or this year for next or for the next races. Um, I try to keep it in mind, uh, you know, user friendly for the 10 scale stuff, but, mm-hmm. uh, I also throw some big air in there for the eight scale guys. Oh, does it get pretty rough for those, uh, two wheel drive mod buggies? You know, it isn't terrible. Um, we use a pretty good clay, uh, that we have donated. It's not quite sifted, but, uh, there's, you know, pretty fair amount of rocks that we pick every year, a couple of skid steer buckets. And then before each race, we send out the club members to do a little rock picking. So Are there a- pretty good. 
are are some of your better drivers running that two wheel drive mod class? Are they are they good two wheel drive mod drivers? No, um, you know the the off road scene kind of just got started here about two years ago. There's obviously uh, we got Tori and Mitchell lives here, but um, yeah. you know he he kind of travels around the the area and a lot of people know him. Um, but really, other than him, it's just kind of myself that actually has a real good understanding of the off road thing. So a lot of them are new drivers. Cool. Um, definitely up and coming, but I, I mean, it, when you go to the MNRC races or some of the bigger races and watch them guys run those two wheel drive mod cars versus ours, they're catching on, but you know, it, it takes time. Right on. Yeah. I just, I, um, I, sometimes I, I miss running that class on blown out eighth scale tracks because it was, uh, there was a lot of strategy. You, uh, you had, you really had to take care of the car line selection was huge. And, um, for a while there, it was a hell of a lot of fun for us. So, yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I used to go up to uh Pingree up there. They always had a really good two wheel drive mod buggy class. Right and it was fun watching some of them guys. Cool. Yeah. I, re- I remember Pingree. I ran their on-road program in the barn a few times, but I only ran their off-road track one time. And I'm disappointed I didn't get up there more than that one time because, man, that track was filthy and dusty and it was blown out, but it was fun. And there was nothing silly on You know how, like, um, let's I won't name names, but on some of these huge 500-plus entry races, the track gets super blown out but there's super big air that you have to make and it's a 50 50 shot every time you do it it's 50 50 yeah they they didn't have that uh big air it was just nice small stuff because they they knew it was going to get blown out so they kept the air nice and small everything was doable and you just went (laughs) oh it was it was fun Actually, I was there the time that you guys ran the off-road. When I think you were up there with your dad. That was a pretty yeah. good time. Yeah, that was uh, super dusty. It took me two or three showers to get all the dust out of every crevice. But <laughs> That must have been a while back, huh? Because Senior doesn't race uh, Tw- scale Nitro anymore, 2018? Correct? It was something like yeah. that? Yeah, I think around 18, though. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> Senior's drifting farther and farther away from dirt and i'm trying mm-hmm. to keep a minute like um at the mnrc he's going to be running my mini truggy just to keep a minute cool well nice, nice. the thing is i won't he has his a scale electric is now fully astroturf yep so he's like i don't have more cli- like i have a ton of clips for my vehicles He's like, I don't have that for mine. I'm leaving it set up for AstroTurf. So I'm going to let him run my mini truggy for the MNRC and all that stuff. So. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Kind of part of some of the times of actually going to them races is talking to some of them older guys. I always really enjoy talking to your dad when I see him at the track. Yeah, yeah. He's really digging the carpet off-road lately and on-road. I am too, to be honest. But, uh, yeah. Um, I still like dirt dirt though. You know what I mean? Uh, something you yeah. need a pin tire for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the heart of it or the, the original stuff back there. Yeah. So I got, um, a few questions here before we get into questions. Um, so it's looking at this, uh, flyer, it looks 
more and more interesting. So on July 10th, you're going to have the AKA Tire Challenge at 9 a.m. What is the AKA Tire Challenge? What it is is the driver will be up on the stands, on a driver's stand, and then uh, uh, they'll have a pit person. Um, or actually, the driver's, the tire challenge, the driver will pick the car up from dead flat on the pit lane, and the fastest one to change two tires on one side of the vehicle, then I believe there's a some kind of a door prize or something that you'll get for that. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, I think there's actually a, a pit lane fuel uh, fuel challenge right after that where the driver will be on the stand and you'll drive up the pit lane there and then the fastest one to fuel the vehicle up and out. Sweet. That, that's cool. Um, I think that should be... I think that should be done at more places because a lot of the fast pit guys don't get the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, um, you're definitely right there. That Jared Wiggins, you ever seen uh, him and his pit? It's a pit gal, actually. They can lay down some pit times. Yep, him and Katie. Yeah, yeah, they can lay the pit times down like no other. I wish, I'm trying to figure it out, and I think it's just because Adam Drake is a big dude. He picks up the buggy with one hand, and in that same hand, he opens up the fuel door, and then he fuels it, and, you know, all done. He picks it up and drops it one-handed. I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah, that would be, that'd be nice if I could do that. Unfortunately, I got small hands, so that ain't going to happen there. Yep. Um, so let's say people are coming to this track for the first time. What tires would they expect to pack? Like, I'm a J-Concepts guy, so I'm always going to have green and blue reflexes with me. Um, what What is a tire of choice in general? doesn't matter the brand, but tire of choice. You know, a smaller pin seems to be a good tire out there. Definitely the reflex is something. I really like the Proline uh, Buckshot, which is pretty close to it. Yep. I did order a few sets of those Convicts. I wanted to try them out. Them are pretty similar as well. Right, right. Um, those are that's pretty much the the tire of choice is a small pin, either that J Concept Reflex or the Buckshot. Okay, yeah, the Buckshot. When I wasn't with J Concept, when I wasn't with any tire company, the Buckshot was my favorite Proline tire by a lot. Um, yeah, I really like them. I run them the B side out. They have an A and a B side. I, yep. I seem to have better consistency with the B side and then the S three compound. Sure, for sure. Um. So what's the hotel of choice for racers around there? You know, we got the, uh, the Hotel Alliance sponsors us all, so they all really have good deals, but the Merrick Inn in Aberdeen here, they have got a block of rooms reserved. Um, that's where we put up all the pro drivers, and then there's other people that stay there well as well. Okay. Um, they got a you know an awesome motel that's got a little bar restaurant in it. It's got a 24-hour pool, hot tub, sauna type deal. Awesome. Yeah, man, that just sounds like a great time. Uh, it's always nice when there's a bar hooked to the hotel. Yeah, it seems a lot of headache, that's for sure. Yep. So you have a bunch of pros coming to this one. So like I said before, Brandon Rose, who's coming off of a podium in the RCGP, I believe. And uh, I think he took podium Saturday, and was it fourth on Sunday? Did you see Ryan? Ryan? Greening. Uh-oh, I think we lost Ryan. Oh, he must be eating girls' milk cookies again. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to call him back. Um, 
And then you got Tyler Jones, and then you got Seth Van Dalen. So that's a really solid lineup right there. Um, yeah, yeah, those those three drivers are confirmed already. So, and we're still working on some other ones as well to join the to join the crowd and get in it on the fun. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um. Oh, it says he's t- there. He is. He's back. Yep. Nope, he's got another handful of Girl Scout cookies. Yep. Ryan, can you hear us? No, he says he's talking, but he's not talking. Um, let me pause this for a second, and then if you want, you can stick around for uh, questions. We got a handful of them tonight. I found it. I found it. Uh, you muted yourself. Yeah, there's a mechanical one on the side of, so um, halfway between the the end of the USB and then up you know, on my headset, there's a controller. You can up and down with the ear volume and up and down with the mic. But then on the side, there's this teeny tiny little lock button. And uh, I had the mic locked off. Gotcha. Gotcha. Doesn't give you any. Yeah, I've been I've been talking my ass off. And I'm like, what the fuck, guys? Everybody's <laughs> talking over me. And So <laughs> did you have any questions for Jason Ryan before we, we get into questions? Yeah, you didn't talk about the race director. Yes. Van Dalen coming out to run the race this year for us. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to make things a little smoother. That guy can uh, can really roll it along good for us. Last year, uh, I tried doing it, and between doing that and helping people out at the track and helping with track maintenance, it just got to be too much. And so this year, we figured we better find somebody to help out and make it a little smoother running yep. and flowing for everybody in general. Yeah, yeah. He he sat there and he did not race for I don't know. Well, you weren't really around, Joe, but. Sean probably didn't race for at least five years, and he was just running the 510 in the wintertime. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what happens and, when you take, and, like, people, I mean, Sean's owned tracks before the 510, but it's something like a lot of track owner-operators, they don't realize when they start out that you're probably not going to be racing often like um bowman ever since he started taking over race directing for thunder road oh he's the race director now yeah um some bummer they lost that jeremy jeremy yeah something happened there um but yeah since they lost jeremy um brian's not been racing because he's learning that it's a lot and oh, yeah. I've been trying to run three classes at Thunder Road. I'm done doing that. That's Good I, it's, God, Joe. it's dumb. Like year after year after year. I thought I you had a class where keep I keep doing that same thing. I know. But yeah. And you're like, oh, I got to change my diff oil 1000 CST in this next one. And then on the <laughs> other car, I got to lengthen out the links and uh, God, just fucking drive, will you? <laughs> Uh, unfortunately i'm not that kind of uh no you're not you you like to tinker and you like to try to get get it uh zeroed in well a lot of times so the first time i picked up a third class at thunder everything went wrong i broke my two wheel joe three broke his two wheel twice um so it's essentially four classes it is you've got you got joe three so when i fix joe three's car now is he has to sit by me and understand what i'm doing and then eventually one of these days i'm gonna hand him the allen wrench yeah but i mean 
until he's, I feel he's ready, yeah, I'm basically doing pretty soon because next year Joe Three's bumping up to intermediate, so he's going to be running a four four wheel drive uh, thirteen five buggy that either won't have a thirteen five in it, or he will be begging me for a good seventeen five to put in it because the thirteen five will be so clapped out. But and and so damn fast. I don't give him. Um, oh, those cars are so fast at Thunder Road. No, they are so. The stock wheeler cars are too fast. I they, can control they do it. Not, they don't look like a stock class car when well, they're buzzing around that track. I've been learning things, but we'll get into that um, in a bit. It's all about the battery, and that's what I'm going to say. It's just, it's too fast. I, it's stupid. It's a stupid class. I enjoy it. Four-wheel drive short course. You're going to run that out there? Are you going to run anything at your race? Myself? Yeah. Yeah, I got, uh, I got all three of the brand new race scale uh, oh. truggies. Truggies, I got both nitros, and I did pick up uh, the electric buggy this year because that is the biggest class at our club race. And Excellent. Last year, we didn't have a whole lot of the nitro following, and I, did, I hated going to club races and just sitting there. I wanted to get some track time myself, so I picked up the, the electric this year. Um, as well that was also kind of another thing of getting sean involved too so i could actually have a little time to race myself yep there you go i i'm picking up my electric buggy uh tomorrow actually from sean i'm gonna make a trip up that way and grab a kit and hopefully build it i've got um i have twin boys that are being born on monday and uh (laughs) so i'm trying to get the car built before that so that a few months from now, I can actually go play with it. You better hurry. <laughs> I know the time. I'm on a time crunch because I want to race on road on Sunday. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you're gonna be a busy guy. Yep. Yeah. Um. So you know, as far as classes at the at the USIC, there's no matter club race. We obviously run all four of the ACL uh, classes. The nitros and the buggies uh, are the electrics. And then we do have a, uh, the 10-scale class. And then anytime we have w- more than five cars, we'll, we'll make a class of that. I really would like to see that uh, uh, STC or, you know, the, the, um, the, I think four, here, the Pro 4 class. Yeah. yeah, you know, that Pro 4 class. I'd really like to see that take off because, you know, if you go to a track and those guys are running, man, they can just beat the hell out of them things. It looks <laughs> fun, you know. It yeah. had a yeah, little yeah, bit of resurgence again this winter. It was a little odd because we thought it was done, done, like all over. But then it's like, yeah, they've had solid, they've had solid classes at both the five ten. Thunder Road has been getting pro fours, which is what? Oh yeah. Is uh, it? Okay. Is it some of the guys that used to race at 510, though? No. Like, uh, Who the hell is running Pro 4s at Thunder Road? I want to say Ryan Smolik. Well, of course. I mean, uh, God, I can't. Keith, he's he's going to drive anything that's fast Keith, there. Keith Drake? I, I believe that it's Keith Drake, the owner of 3DRP. What is, what is, what is that? Uh, 3D printing gig. Okay. And a couple other guys are doing Pro 4. It's small at Thunder, but it's bigger at 510 and, you know, the toy box. Is anybody running that uh, that wacky um, kind of hybrid truck? No, they're not 
I don't know if they that, know how to find that, that. That truck that shall not be named. Yeah, no, it would be smart. It would be smart. Um, what I'm shocked to see is a lot of people at Thunder haven't picked up yet is, have you seen the conversion to make the mini truggy into a regular two-wheel drive stadium truck for the carpet? I have not. No, me neither. It looks pretty good out there. It really does. It's really popular out on the West Coast. It just hasn't come over here yet. I'm sure Austin Jacobson will be the first to try it. <laughs> He's always the first to try stuff. Um, but anyway, yeah. So should we get into some questions? Ryan, do you have any more questions for Jason since you were muted yourself for a good 15 minutes? <laughs> right. Uh, no, you hit on all the stuff that I was curious on. It sounds like it's going to be one hell of an event. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... yeah absolutely. It's going to be a good time. Depending on how Joe 3 does at the spring champs, we think we might head out there instead of go to INS. Because the thing oh. is, we don't have any clay practice in the summertime. We only have dirt practice. And if I'm going to spend money on a weekend event, it's going to be something that he's been practicing. I, d I do have a question. Um, this looks awesome. You guys are doing seeding rounds, so are those going to seed the first round of qualifying? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's cool. Is it? What is it? Is it three? Is it the three consecutive laps, or what are you doing? I believe so. Uh, that's kind of up to Rob with USRC. It's kind of um, he he does the format okay. there, but I do believe that's what he said. Love it. Uh, oh yeah, then, like I said, Rob. Isaac. That underneath the Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Rob Isaac's a skateboarder too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's big, and I don't know how much he does anymore, but I know he was big into it for a while. Yeah, we we were just talking about the way skateboarders build stuff because uh, we have a ex-pro skateboarder building a lot of the stuff in Minnesota and Wisconsin, Dave LaRue. And we were talking about mm -hmm. how he built the jumps at Dollar Hobbies, how he, like, overbuilt them. You know what I mean? Like, right, in a right. good in a good way, overbuilt them. For uh, sure. Another thing, actually, I'm actually trying to hopefully have ready by our track because I'm going to bring back the old starting gate, too, for uh, all the starts. Oh, yeah. Did you see the RCGP starting gate? I do. I love. There's nothing better than watching starting gates and everybody rolling down to that hole shot. There's nothing. So now, all right. I got a question for the both of you. Are you both going for the hole shot, or are you going to back up and drive around the carnage? Uh, it just depends on the start I get. I usually judge mine within usually the first 75 feet or whatever I got there about halfway down the lane Yep. before I decide if I need to back off and try and stay out of the carnage or if a guy just holds her wide open and try and see if he can get in there. Right. What about you, Ryan? I'm, uh, <laughs> I just, there's too many guys that are on team never lift. I, I just can't do it. I can't, I don't trust anyone to go into a first turn like that. So I am going to back off and hope that half of the field collects Yep. somewhere in that turn and then uh, and then and, and the other part of it too is um i don't really like to lead races unless i know for sure i'm the best driver in that race um i'd rather not start at the front if i'm not gonna finish at the front yeah if i'm on the very inside or outside i'll go for it if i'm in the middle i i'd back off sure I don't know. You, you and yeah, I. Sometimes it's too late to back off, though, when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. 
but I, I can't speak from experience. I've never done the buggy battle at, uh, help me out, at Rick's I, Hobby Farm. Yep, yep. Um, so I, I haven't done a heads-up start in 8th scale. So Okay. Or a, a moto, a moto heads-up start. Yeah, I got what so. you mean. All right, should we get into some questions, and then I need to shower and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Dude, uh, what? oh wait, wait, wait! I do have, I do have Racers Minute. Okay, and and we can, everybody can do this. Racers Minute is a segment that I came up with a while back. It's random shoutouts to RC buddies or just people that helped you or anybody that you want to give a shoutout to. So mine, um, Brad Sandvig, you know him well. Um, I'm getting to know him a little bit better lately. He's been sending me raps, and uh, they've been keeping me going in my busted ass state sitting on the couch trying to heal up um he does freestyle raps they're on soundcloud you can check it out sandman um some of his shit really makes my head bounce um connor aylers i I give him a racers minute shout out just about every chance i can because i love the kid um he's gonna sell me my roche back cheap (laughs) and I'm hopeful to uh, run it at MMR on Wednesdays sometime. That looks like a really good class that they have, the Can-Am stock class. Yep. Um, and and then I, I want it for state champs next year too, just in case mod touring car doesn't run. Um, then I can run stock 17.5, 12th scale, and, and, and those guys look like they were having a hoot. And then um, my third and final shout-out is to Joe Zare Sr., um, I've been asking him questions about that Can-Am class, and he's been helping me helping me out big time. So thanks, senior. You don't I, does he listen to this? Yeah, sometimes he listens, but he won't come on. He did, I've tried, man. At some point, you know, you know when you I could, really you could have tried Joe, Joe, Joey, and Joey show. Were you there? No. So there were two incidences. One was up in Duluth with um, Clayton Clayton Cartluca, where Senior was sitting directly across from us. He wouldn't come on mic. And then when we were at FTR in the beginning of the last MNRC series, we were doing the podcast. Senior was sitting directly across from us to where you were having such a bad time, you dropped a C-bomb on here. <laughs> um. Yeah, he wouldn't come on. It's just not, you know, him and I are... The, the one that rhymes with bunt? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, where? At oh, FTR. was this when I was liquored up at Sean's track? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you should Sorry, go I back was doing and... something else while you were talking, so... No, you should go back and listen to that one. <laughs> no, I don't need to listen to that one. I, I know that I was I was letting things fly that day, so... Yeah. Um, Probably cost us some sponsorship money. Yeah, it's all right. My show notes. We weren't, we weren't going to retire off of this show anyway. No, so. no. We're not doing Keenan numbers. My shout outs are to um, Brad Sadvik because he made a rap about Double me. Double Brad. Yeah, he made a rap about me that didn't make it onto a SoundCloud that is just fire. And No, that, I think I, I, th- I thought I heard the, the shout out after you won a fight. No, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's on the cloud. I'm not positive, but I, I did. Well, I definitely listened to that rap. Was that recent? Did you win a fight recently? Ah, uh, not because you no because you put the you put the foo flops on that. Yeah, game. yeah. No, last fight I was in was a draw. Okay. And I sent him uh, some of the rounds. He's like, "Oh, that is fucking awesome." Anyway, um, and then um, another shout out um to 
teammate and friend Kyle Holmberg, he's always helping, always helping, just really good dude. You know, I hate to say this and put him on the spot, but if you have any questions, he's the guy to ask because he's going to give you a straight-up answer and all that stuff. So, right on. Anyway. For sure. Yeah. Do you got any, Jason, or uh, should we get into questions? That guy has helped me through the winter putting these nitros and this uh, electric together. Like, I made it religiously thing to call him every Sunday. In fact, I would tell him when I call him that most people go to church and see their preacher, and I would just call him. That guy, I would call him all hours of the night, and and uh, he's helped me hands down. And then Eric Hogarth, too. He's been just phenomenal helping me at the track, and he goes out and waters and picks rock and He's got, you know, a handful of kids and a young family, so to free up some free time to take a little stress off my life to help out with this is awesome. That is awesome. All right. Um, oh, you know, I had one more question about your race coming up, Jason. All right. Are you going to – how are you going to prep the track? Is it going to be calcium? Is it just going to be water only? Are you going to glue? Are you going to soda? Whatever other prep there is. We, uh, last year we did, uh, uh, speaking of Eric, he takes like pretty much the whole week off and he goes and just soaks this thing in the morning. And then we let the sun kind of bake it all day. Um, and then he'll go in the evening and put some water on it. We just really want to soak that water down in there. And then we also put calcium on our track. So I guess that's what we're doing. Um, I was going to, you know, do a little research and see if anyone's doing anything else or what's, you know, what's best to hold that, that track together with, uh, as many cars as we hope to have at this event to just trying to keep the blowouts down and it's and, it's you know. so hard to put forth the money um because we've looked into it for a couple different tracks there's this uh stuff that they use on bmx tracks called rhino snot and it's literally seals the track in a way to... soil tack is the 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 term that you'll hear people use most of the time yeah the brand is rhino snot Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. Um, but literally like five minutes after it rains, you go squeegee it off and you're good to go. What but, um, what do you suppose that would dramatically. It would change it dramatically, and that's another thing because here's what would screw you up right away, and Pete, your racers would have to understand this. The first Two to three races you have on that track until you build a groove, you're going to eat so many tires, and it's going to suck. But once you build that groove and that groove is in there, it's way easier on tires. And I believe most of the groove stays in there after it rains. Hmm. But... Yeah, that's the best scenario is I with that. Yeah, but I mean that—that's just, dude. It's such a hard ask of a, to go to a club racer and be like, "Hey, you're gonna blow through a set of sixty-dollar tires every week, but eventually it'll be okay." It's—it's it's a really hard sell. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, um, this one, this question is from uh, Keith Hodges. About clay tires, which is more important, compound or tread pattern? I'm going to start on this one. I'm going to say, I'm going to go in order of importance. Compounds number one. 
Number two is your foam prep. Number three is pattern. What do you think, Ryan? I I think it. I hate to you know go fifty fifty, but I I I think the compound and the tread pattern kind of go fifty fifty. Um, but maybe the tre- maybe the compound's more important because when I think of tenth scale, I think of clay. And if you're not running the clay compound, it's not going to matter a whole lot, the tread pattern that you use. So, and actually, I, I think that's true for a lot of stuff. So, like, when I choose a tire for an MNRC main, um, I think the times that I can get myself to not be cheap and to use the compound that I should be using for the track conditions and the temperature, yep, I think honestly think that can make a bigger difference than picking the correct tread pattern i think if you get on a reflex or something similar to that you're probably going to be able to make it work everywhere except super high tacky bite and um and the tread the yeah the the compound is going to be the more important part of it for me okay but Uh, usually i'm cheap and i go one compound up from what i should be running so yeah do you have any info on that jason you know, the compound and the foam prep is a very big part of it. Uh, little times, I, or sometimes I believe you can be a little off on tread pattern and still be all right as long as you got a good compound in there, yeah. I believe anyway. But um, I guess that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, too. We've been finding more and more with the foam prep that the, the best set of foams you're ever going to get are in – unpunched untouched second use foam but the problem is that first use use the tire is going to be garbage for that entire tire and then you cut yes. those out and then you're going to have a real you're going to have the absolute best foam but you know in general you punch it you v cut the foam you, and then if you're want to you put in the foam breaker that'll save you a couple of runs um once the tire's mounted that is so yeah clay um he was saying uh maybe an occasional segment on up-and-coming young drivers there are a lot coming up but man i really didn't have time to prep that so maybe another time um cam linge is it linge or ling I think it's Ling, but I'd, I actually can't tell you that. But I, I think it is. He's just Cam to me. Yeah. Um, do you think introductory cl- classes make an impact on keeping people or just getting them into a matured class is the way to go? Like he's saying, introductory, four tech or splash, slash, matured as a two-wheel drive buggy. Also, why is touring car racing so dang fun? He's the the last guy in the world I saw getting into on-road, but it's awesome he is. It's it's more about our friend group, Mm -hmm. I think, than anything else. It's it's about us getting together, because we're the, you know, we're weirdos to you, Joe. We like to get together and practice. We love it. Yeah, I mean, I would um, love to practice, but my RC time has to be spent racing. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know why they're so freaking fun, but man, are they ever. Like, sedans are a freaking riot. 
Mm-hmm. They, I've said it many times, but they do remind me of two-wheel drive mod on clay because the car moves around a little bit. Um, and even more so in mod trim. Yeah. Mod is so much fun. And, uh, I mean, I'll I'll preface it with, we're not good at it. <laughs> and And that's not the point. Like, I never thought that I was too good of a driver for stock buggy on clay. Yeah. I just much preferred... I had more fun driving that mod car than I ever did taping it with a stock car sure. everywhere. So, so that's my that's my shtick. I don't care that my lap times were slower than you know. Uh, it always went back to the Hinses, right? Because they were able to turn better lap times with stock cars than we were with mods. And it's like, well, that's not the point. It's we're all driving mod cars and we're we're trying to tame the beast. Yep, yep, I hear you. So. Um, yeah, Ethan Dallaire just ran stock last weekend, and he's an excellent, uh, he's pro-level fast mod, especially on the carpet, okay. very especially on the carpet. He goes, I ran, and this was him saying, he goes, I ran stock last week. He goes, nothing against you stock guys, but it's not the way I like to drive. He doesn't like driving fully pinned all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I'm going to add this in. You have to get the people in the door, period. You're two out of ten people who start racing, if you're lucky, are going to stay racing. Yeah, most of them are going to get butt hurt and turn into a crawler driver. Or whatever. They, they won't stay. No, pretty in, much just crawlers. Yeah, they won't stay in RC. Um <laughs> Jason, have you noticed, I mean, I'm sure you've noticed a high turnover rate, even though you, you've you been running that track for, what, a year? Jason, you're breaking up a little bit. The last year was a full first full year. Yep. The year before, we had it up and running, but I think we only actually had one uh, Saturday race and a couple club races. Okay. The turnover is, the turnover is actually uh, hanging in there. We haven't had much for turnover. Well, One thing that is nice is a uh, local guy here has a Traxxas dealership, Mike Stearns. Okay. So he sells a lot of those entry-level cars. And, yeah. Um, you know, guys will come out that first year with some Traxxas stuff, and usually by the second year they're reaching out to Eric or myself looking to, you know, kind of upgrade to more of the competition-style equipment. Yeah. We actually have a Traxxas dealer in Elk River, and he um, he made a basher track in a city park. You know, the, he had the city make a basher track and that's done wonders for his business um yeah that's a thing though so and i've said this on this show before but the numbers are so staggering that if you know where the brooklyn brooklyn park hobby town used to be on brooklyn boulevard it was basically kitty corner from the rc track i'm talking this was 20 years ago so I, you were living in Brainerd, Ryan, and Jason, I don't know if you where you were living, but you probably... What year? I would have been in Motley by then. I was probably still 20 years in school. Sorry, what, where would what you year? have been? I'm saying 2000, 2001. Okay. I was an Eveleth kid still, but yes, I was in Brainerd shortly after that. Maybe 2002. But anyway, so on one side of Brooklyn Boulevard... You had the original, well, it was Midwest RC Raceway when 
Doug Ringwald owned it then, turned into Twin City Hobbies and Raceway. Baller facility. Beautiful track, on-road and off-road. And guess what? They raced E-Maxes and T-Maxes. The Hobby Town, right across Brooklyn Boulevard, just down the street a little bit, sold about 10. When that place was around, may I mind you, between E-Maxes and T-Maxes, they might have sold 10,000 of them total. No lie, 10,000. None of them ever saw the track. They, They probably saw the backyard once, up and down the street once, and all around Brooklyn Park and Maple Grove and Brooklyn Center and Minneapolis, there's a team axe in just about everybody's basement. It's just one of those things. It's I okay. I'm in RC groups and Reddit, and oof, that's got to be a toxic place. It's the worst. It is the absolute worst. Um, Alex Sturgeon goes, "Hey, you know what's worse than trying to help somebody at Hobby Town that?" Things they know more than you is trying to help a newbie on Reddit who wants Oof. to. Yeah, he's like, I tried that once and I'm never gonna try again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. But um, yeah, the bashers they like to drive their vehicles in a snowbank a few times and then basically quit. It's hard to get them into racing, and that's where. You know, pimping the Fortech, the slashes, Euro truck. Oh yeah, anything. Fortech like, 2.0 spec, brothers. Yeah, you po- posted a picture and the ran out of talent. <laughs> All that Ford GT is a good looking body, man. Holy crap! I have no idea if it performs or not. I um, I don't have any complaints about. I ran the the proto form. Um, com- I forget which Camaro it is. But it's a it's a very USGT ish Camaro. Yeah. And um, I had good luck with it, but I just there were some new racers that didn't know that they should you know what to do with the tire that day, and they ended up being uh, moving cones. And I was not lifting in that main, so I I full speed smashed people several <laughs> times. So that that body was trash after one race. Oof. That's. Uh... So. Yeah. But I'm cheap, so I'll I'll, I'll shoe goo it and put yeah. some uh, webbed tape on there, and I'll run it again. Right, right. Uh, Swifty is wondering, what's it going to take to maintain and continue to grow rubber t- tire touring car, and when will we possibly ever see an asphalt track? Oh. Uh, I got the answer to both. Do you want me to answer, or do you want to answer right? <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. What do you got? Make race reports like Jeff Choban. Jeff Choban, yeah. I mean, seriously, Jeff Choban, every time he races that car, it is. It, it was the race to be at. His car was really sweet pictures of his car and his pits and all of that. I mean, yeah, race reports are kind of lame, but you don't see too many. Like, touring cars look cool in a race report. You know what I mean? They do. It's they, not just. Well, they a, just look cool in general. Yeah. So yeah, just keep keep going to the track. Be yeah, there. I've got very great pictures of my pit area. I shared yeah. them with Danny Williams. You're gonna kill Danny. 
I know, poor guy. I don't tag him anymore. I'll I'll like I'll put funny references to him in the post, yeah. but I do not tag him and stuff like that anymore because I know it drives him nuts. And I'm I'm sorry, man. I I'm I don't suffer from OCD. I don't know what it's like to look at something like that and be bothered by it. My pits so. in the start of a day look like Danny's, and at the end of the day, they look like yours. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I haven't seen him around in years. Yeah. I don't know how he, old. Um, he runs once a year or so, but, you know, he's going to be getting more into racing after, you know, he got a concussion last year running the motorbike, and then um, he was in the hospital with COVID for quite a while, and, you know, the body's just not giving up on him because he's only, what, 33? 32 yep. yeah but he's he's been tough on himself yeah he's he's, he's beat himself up for sure yeah. um you know the wife and i were actually joking about that today about how he just gets the worst of everything <laughs> so and i'm she, and back to the touring car thing um i i want to take some responsibility i i wish i could go back in a time machine and not help push off-road into dollar hobbies because that is the genesis of the downfall of our club on the on-road side. Um, back before they would switch the track back and forth, um, there was a lot of positives, right? Like the traction would stay up, and that doesn't bother me to have low traction with a touring car. I actually oh, yeah. don't mind those days. But the big thing when they switched to off-road was the schedule had to change dramatically and when when Dollar was an on-road only racetrack, they would race every other Saturday. Yep. And that was a really, or maybe it was Sunday. No, it was Saturday because that's when I I was still running on-road. Is when it was a were... super good program. Yes. And now, unfortunately and fortunately, um, off-road's gotten a boost recently. And I think we can thank uh, John Schroer and his friends for that because they're putting some extra effort into uh layouts and promotion and and uh yeah spreading it spreading the word but back when you could run every other weekend and you didn't have to feel like you needed to race two weekends in a row of on road Mm -hmm. we just we just had more guys we did and and we lost we lost a bunch of guys from the pandemic and they they turned into mountain bike riders, which good for them because yeah. I mean, if you can do both, uh, that'll change your life. Uh, falling in love with bicycles will absolutely change your life for the better. It'll change your bank it, account for the worse. Yep, <laughs> but there's you don't have to go nuts like that. The guys that spent that money, they did it because they could afford it. Yeah, and there there's there's affordable ways to go biking. There is. Um, you can buy anyway, used. I, you know. I don't know what we're going to do. We're, we're going to try to, I don't know if we're going to convert any of these four tech guys. I, I kind of doubt it, but you know, if we can grab one guy and that one guy gets another guy, you know, one of his buddies into it, like, like the way that yeah. I, I, I convinced Connor to get a, a touring, a, a newer touring car. Right. And yep. then Connor in turn went and convinced Cam, and Cam convinced Chris Kazmarzik, and all of a sudden we have three new sedan racers, which is in on-road racing, that's a lot. Yeah. Because a lot of times you don't even have two heats. Yeah, for sure. So I think we're doing 
some of the things that we need to do. One of the big things, and I, I don't know if Post is going to listen to this, probably not, but he's going to roll his eyes right now. We got to change the format for club days. Um, three qualifiers and a main and a, Ooh, and a no. day that lasts no. until two. 4 p.m. Need two is... qualifiers and a main. No, you're actually wrong. That's better. Like if we go to Friday nights, that's what we should do. But are they running three qualifiers keep... on Friday? No, no, Good. no, no. Okay. Two, two and a main. Um, if we're gonna keep a longer day, um, we've got some ideas. One is um, a seating round, and then three mains or two qualifiers and then double mains. I like the There's... two qualifier and double main. Myself. Yeah, I like it too. I, I like it a lot. Um, and it, no bumps because that's that's just what Dollar does, and yeah. that's fine for on road. I think as long as they like, they always are. Spe- they specifically say no bumps, and I'm fine with it. Yep. It's when and it's so, when they some people screw around, and it's no bumps this one day, and then, but maybe one day they'll bump two from this class, but then they'll do one from that class, and right. inconsistencies like that piss me off. For sure, yeah, and they and they do to a lot of people, but I I really like that two qual double main thing. I would be willing to try a quick seating round and then one qualifier and triple mains. Yep. Um, but if or if you're gonna shorten the day, seating qualifier, uh, short qualifier, and then two mains. So yeah. That, you know that that shortens it up too. Sure. There's. I don't know. We got to try something, right? We're not going to go back to heads up quals. No, that didn't we, work. We tried. It didn't work at the five ten, and it, it didn't work when they when they used to do it in on road. You know, there's a reason at some point that they switched to Ifmar. Um, I'm going to get off of that funny story. So I went and raced on road at MMR for the first time. Yep. On Wednesday. Yep. And so I switched my stock touring car over to USGT real quick. Okay. And uh. I totally forgot that his Ifmar style start is is a rolling. Uh, what do you call it? The nitro style. Hot loop. Hot loop. Hot loop. Um, I totally forgot that it was that. So once the the qual started, I was like, "What the hell are we doing? Like, what's the order?" <laughs> oh, and everybody's everybody's ripping laps off, and I'm like, like "Oh, go, oh, go. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I need to go." Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, like I said, though, before Ryan got going on that um also all right revved up about touring car i don't want to get too much more revved up about dollar hobby but um they don't do too much on the kidding side as they used to kidding how they used to part out kits oh okay um they have a massive warehouse they could maybe um, section off part of that warehouse for the off-road track. Okay. Just right in the entryway. So no, there nobody's getting in their business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just a thought I always had, but I don't know. That's sure. whatever. Um, and also, asphalt track. Oh. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how. And Let's you, get Fritz to do it. Sh- Fritz. Sh- okay. You need to listen. All right. We have a track and a trailer right now. Bob Block owns it. Tony Block's dad. You need to talk to Bob Block. He's got 
so in this trailer, you have all of the borders, all that crap, and the trailer turns into a driver's stand. The only thing you would have to find is a timing system, which would be simple. And a parking lot. That's the hard part. Before you explain to a lot of these business owners that you have your own insurance, they shut you down immediately. We've actually had Heart of America races to where we did not have permission to be in their damn parking lot. We were just like, well, we raced here before. We didn't have permission this time, but we're going to give it a shot. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Outlaw racing. Jason, did you ever race on road? Jason, are you still there? Oh, I think I don't. I don't. I don't blame him. I would have dropped off at that point too. I was talking about sedans for fifteen minutes. Yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna try calling again here and just. just where do you go? Oh man, hold on. I'm gonna pause this. Jason Chang, give us a loan. We will totally pay you back. No, well, I'm not getting into that one on this one. That'll be a <laughs> history for another day. Hold on, I'm pausing it. <laughs> All right, after that little bit, we're back. So uh, Ryan was asking if uh, you've done any on-road at all, Jason. It's kind of interesting. The only thing I've ever done is a little uh, uh, carpet oval, but I've never done any on-road racing uh, at all, to be honest with you. Okay. What, what classes did you run for oval? We uh, have the late model. Um, it, it's all Traxxas-based here at our oh, cool. oval track. So I ran the late, late model, which is a brushless system. Yep. Um, I ran the Tecum system in mine, and then I ran the A-Mod, which is basically a brushless system with a modified body. Yeah. The the late models, do you end up running those big eighth-scale late model bodies on the tenth-scale yep. short course trucks? Cool. That is how that is how I started in RC. Yep. Yeah, we run them, and then with a foam tire, and you can pretty much do whatever you want. Cool. Uh, you yep. know, any servo, and then the, the uh, modified is, uh, got you know, you got to run a Traxxas spec tire and um, rubber tire, but you can use a uh, track pack or, you know, traction compound or you know, that kind of stuff on it. Cool. Awesome. All right. Donald Tolbert's got a couple. He's wondering T6.3 puck setup was on rails. When is the public release date? Um, I'm guessing if it's known to the normal public under a month. Um, and he's wondering about the carpet race at 702. We went through it in the beginning. So. Um, Mike Glider is wondering, Nitro Fuel, does it really matter that much on brand? Are all the racing brands considered competitive? Ew. Yeah. You don't think so? Who do you not like? Well, they're, they're not around anymore, so I guess that problem took care of itself. Which right? one? Huh? Which one? Well, I'm just seeing in general, like a, a couple of them went away. Yeah. And it's, you know. But yeah. we're still left with good. We're left with good ones now. Yeah, I mean we got TNR, but you but BP, you should be running bones, out and grabbing the blue Traxxas stuff, right? No, no, just <laughs> yeah. you know keep it along the lines. So of, they're not they're not all equal. Yeah, but keep it along the lines of VP, TNR, Bones Brew, um, Flashpoint, um, whatever, and yeah, you should be okay. What do you, what do you think, Jason? Is there anything I'm missing? No, it, uh, uh, you know, for some reason for another, when I run that Bones or uh, um, BP, it seems like I hold a better tune versus if you, you know, some of those other brands, I don't have the best luck with my tune. And I don't know if that's the fuel 
quite necessarily, but it always seems like when I run them, I have a little better luck with my tune. Fuel definitely changes a tune. Um, I used to run Byron's before they went out of business. And the thing about Byron's is it would hold a tune, but it was always a little bit boggy on the bottom end, just a little bit. And then they went under and I switched to um, Flashpoint and then all of a sudden the bottom end was super snappy and all that. I had to change my tune. And then I ran TNR last season and I don't have any complaints about the TNR. No, I haven't tried that. The TNR. Um, I first, when I first started running, I actually ran O'Donnell Fuel. Yeah, well, um, that was total. lots of years. Yeah. Um, he's wondering also cheaper nitro engine options. I have a block currently, but will the cheaper motor options hold up to a higher quality motor? Like if I, all right, we're going to get into this cause I did a cheap motor before I did the reds R five R. Um, it was cheap as like 200 bucks and it was great. It was fast. It was snappy. And it lasted three gallons before I think Senior ended up smoking that motor. And the problem is, one of the biggest problems is, is the crank was not DLC coated. That's a huge thing. The crank needs to be DLC coated. If you think of it like a crank on your car, if there's a little bit of wear and a little bit of, I mean, a nitro motor is not knocking, but think about it that way. There's a little bit of knock, and it'll just get worse and worse and worse, and it'll pop. So, um, you can, like it, that Reds R5R was a great motor until it popped. Um, I don't feel like I got my money's worth, because out of a $500 motor, I'm getting 10 to 12 gallons. What do you guys think? Well, it's kind of a loaded question a little bit. You know, when I first started racing, I, you know, had a bunch of different motors, you know, and that was kind of maybe my inexperience level. I had, when I was just getting started, those works motors were pretty good for just an entry-level racer. Okay. But as I advanced in my racing and got, you know, started running with some of the faster guys, I went into the better motors. And, you know, all around there, you know, they're definitely worth the money, I guess, at the end of the day, I think. Yep. Ryan? I I'm so not a fuel expert. I just I run VP because I'm Sean talking sells motors. It. I'm talking motors. All oh, the the cheap motor thing. Sorry, <laughs> I'm getting uh I'm getting a little loopy now. Um, I'm not gonna s- sit here and tell you that I didn't buy used engines that I had no idea what they were doing or what you know had been done to them. Yep. So I don't know, Joe. I. <laughs> okay, I I don't know where to look for a cheap engine. Where where would I look? Where where would a guy like me look for a cheap engine? Well, you could buy. Um, there's a couple of cheaper options on Aiming Hobbies that are okay. Reds USA has a couple of cheap options like that R5R, like I was explaining, and then uh, Beach RC has a couple of uh, cheaper Ultimate engines. If I were to do cheaper. I would do an ultimate engine that Adam Drake is already broken in. Hmm. I mean, yeah. So you can't beat the price, what they're asking for a broken in motor. Um, Frank Miller wondering, what are the thoughts on the new ProStar 1A scale mag brake system? 
I think if it works, it'll be fantastic. Have you seen that yet, guys? No. I think I just seen it on Facebook this morning when I was on break at lunch. I was reading a little bit about it. Yeah, so basically it's electric uh, magnetic braking system. You get rid of the whole servo system and all that. Um, so the servo only controls your throttle. Um, and then it runs, looks like the, um, the controller runs through your receiver. It looks cool. It's about 200 bucks, but if it works and if it's consistent and if it has the power, I mean, I've, I've never gone cheap on my throttle servo just because I want my brakes to be consistent. I don't want them to fade and I want them to be strong. So if they're strong, I could see it being a really good thing. It's it's pretty cool. Um, got a couple more, and then I've got some notes I want to burn through. Um, anyways, f- about his question, it looks good on paper. Um, I would have to play with it. Eric Hograth is wondering, over the last few shows, you guys spoke briefly about maintenance programs. I would like to hear more on that subject. What's important and what's not important? When do you replace bearings, um, A-arms, clutch shoes, whatever else you can think of trying to tidy up my program? Um, And I have been picking up a few things from the two of you. Um, Center diff is your most important diff. And that's the one you're going to burn out the most. Now, I stopped using naphtha. Kyle Holmberg got me using microfiber towels to do my diffs. And that makes a world of difference in the speediness of doing the diffs. Unless you're running an HB car, then it's a bitch to get your front and rear diff out of the car. It takes more time to get your diff out of the car than it does to take to, than it does to do the actual diff. Um, yeah, but... Center diff, I always like to keep it as fresh as possible. Um, unless it's been a, like before a long race weekend, I'll do all the diffs. And before the main, I'll just redo the center diff. Um, clutch bearings, two to three times a race weekend. New air filter, Ryan puts one on every time he runs. I put a new one on for practice. And I replace it partway through qualifying. Sometimes I even put a brand new one on for the main. Um, A-arms, you know, that's just a feel thing. Sometimes cars work better sloppy. You got to look at that. It's a weird thing that's nobody's been able to really explain it properly. But some cars, the more slopped out they get, the better they are. Bearings, I replace them on feel. If there's one crunchy, I replace it. I don't do a whole kit at a time. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else to hit? No. No. I uh, I defer to basically anybody else. Jason? Subjects? I actually know Eric Hogarth. He's my partner here in town uh, that runs the track with me. Yep. I'm pretty picky on my maintenance program. I completely uh, agree with you on the... the um, Clutch bearings, I usually do them definitely right after qualify or after practice, and then after qualifying before I head into the mains. Yep. Um, I'll do them. Same with my center diff. I'll usually uh, go through that and rebuild it uh, before uh, each main if I have time. Uh, definitely will before uh, every race. 
Okay. I personally, like I said, I feel a good maintenance program take you a long ways and obviously keep you running out on the race day. So um, the one thing actually I've been going through is the way to actually clean a diff if you want to change from one oil to another oil or a different weight from weight, uh, the proper way. Um, I'm against spraying anything in there because I feel it dilutes the actual, the new fluid going into it somehow. Okay. But uh, I haven't tried the microfiber tire th- or uh, towel thing, so now I guess I'll have to take you and Kyle's uh, suggestion up on that and try that on my next one. Yep. Um, the microfiber deal um, works for, any, well, I like to use it for anything under 50,000 CST, which in A scale you shouldn't be near that. Right. So, and and that's the thing too. It you don't get any because like when you use naphtha, you gotta make sure the everything's a hundred percent dry before you uh, do anything else. Um, I got one more question, and then a couple of notes I want to burn through really quick. I forgot to burn through notes. Uh, Lonnie Walls is wondering: Has anybody used the angled team associated ball cups on the rear hubs of? the two-wheel buggy to align the camber link with the axle heard they are being used on the mini truggy um i was using them on the mini truggy until i got the aluminum hubs then i put a straight one on the outside and that keeps it pretty close to a line um i've never seen anybody use one on a two-wheel have you guys no, I haven't. And I, mm-hmm. I, so I don't really pay. I mean, I've looked at them a little bit, but I don't get that detailed in looking at them. That's usually but, a four-wheel drive front steering turnbuckle deal. Huh. That's what that angled one's for, usually. Uh, the Techno Mini Truggy has them in weird spots. Like right now on this thing I'm looking at right now, I still have one on that goes from the servo to the bell crank, but it's upside down. It's weird. Um, cause that's the thing with that techno mini truggy, the first upgrade I think everybody should do is put team associated ball cups on it. Cause they hold, cause the techno one, even, it, even the open ones, the newer, the newer open on top ones. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I had an issue with those and I just switched them out immediately before I had any more issues. Sure. Um, maybe that's just me being me because I am that way sometimes, but, um, let's see here. Oh, if you want a ran out of talent shirt, go to PWRmerch.com and search ran out of talent and check out some of their other wares. If Um, you want to get a free sticker from Joe, just make sure that you're not regularly on the show. Yeah. Well, you got to come up to me and ask me, Ryan, I, I forget these things. People, like, you know, the wife told me, oh, well, she told me I had a reminder of something tomorrow, and I absolutely 100% forgot already. Yeah, I yep. forget I'm, I'm the, right there with you. I forget things quick. Um, Live RC is going to be at PNB covering, which is awesome. Cool. After the Roar Nationals, we need to talk about the Roar Nationals. Um, Seth Van Dalen moved up a bunch of spots. Biggest loser on that list is Ryan Cavalier. He moved down 12 spots. He's barely on the list. Damn. Yeah, that's a rough one. Um, I, I really like the track. Did you guys watch any of it? 
Yeah, I watched almost all of them. Dude, I really like the track. Um, it did get blown out, and I think it, but not not DNC blown out. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, the, it was rough cut on the back straightaway, but for the most part, I think it held together pretty good for the entries. They, had. they only had two hundred and twenty entries, I want to say. Right, and uh, that's that's got to be the first fuel national in years that hasn't sold out. Be, I think they really screwed up by putting it in March in between DNC and PNB. I mean, they put yep. it right in the middle of those two. It's two weeks after DNC and I think just a month before PNB. It's like, guys, come on. Get a sense. Become aware of what you're doing. Um. Oh, You'll love and hate this one, Ryan. <laughs> so remember when um, that church decided they needed the OCRC space? No. Do you remember no. that? It. So the church can't pay what, the rent. What happened? The church no. can't pay the rent. So the place needlessly vacated. Yep. And now the old owner of OCRC said, no, I'm good. We're not doing this yeah, anymore. Yeah, definitely we're good. Go, you can fucking pound sand on that one. Yep. So Gosh. it's such a bummer, too. Uh, they they needlessly killed the best 10-scale facility in, I want to say, the world. That's crazy because, I mean, God's always got money. Yeah. They got that, they got that collection plate going around, and... What do they ask you for? Like 10% of your income? Yep. And those guys are in Huntington Beach, California. Yep. Where you cannot get a piece of crap house for $800,000. Exactly. So, yeah. That... But people are probably too busy paying rent yeah. <laughs> to go to church and pay the Lord. So, so um, oh. Tyler, I forget it. This uh, team associated released a list of RC8 B4 parts that are compatible with the old car, but also parts that look compatible but aren't. So take a look out for that. They released that today. Um, no Verasi is finally. It's not No Verasi like it used to be. It's coming back as Nova, but they're coming back. So right there, dude, they had some pretty solid engines. Yes, budget. Yeah, exactly, budget. And that's uh, that's one that, for whatever reason, it didn't come to mind, but it should have because you could get a damn good motor for 250 back when, or I don't know, what are motors now? They were 400 and 450 two years ago. Yeah, they're about so. 450, 500 now. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the, keep an eye out for that. They're just like. No, called Nova Motors, I think, on Facebook. Mm. He was running the CNC mill. I was a little not worried but confused why he wasn't running coolant on his bits. <laughs> the coolant lines were there. Why aren't you running coolant on your bits, young man? I don't know. Do you know anything about machining? Because I don't. I broke, I, do. I broke so much shit at Fox. And then they finally said, Ryan, the only thing that you can machine is Delrin <laughs> from here on out. That's not good. <laughs> so I know if you don't run coolant, you burn up 
uh, hundred dollar bits. I did mm-hmm. that. <laughs> That's how I learned you <laughs> run coolant. <laughs> okay. Um, and the parts come out better with way less um, burr and shaving, like you know. And if you're doing sleeve, obviously you can't have any burr. It's got to be perfect. Hmm. But I mean, they got to know what they're doing. You think, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, one last thing, Traxxas is coming out with the sledge. Yeah, what the, what's the deal there? It's it's an eighth scale truggy sort of, right? Um, so when's Arma gonna put out the lawsuit towards Traxxas? Because there's what is it? Does it look like a? I want to say the Creighton Six like S, a, a Typhoon, or it looks, oh, Creighton. I want to say it looks like a Creighton Six S. Okay. Uh, they have the Typhon, not Typhoon. No, Alex Sturgeon. He's gonna, ooh, ooh. he's gonna get pissed at you. Shut up. He's why? Gonna... Why would? Why would that irk him? Because he's a hobby shop worker. Oh, so yeah, he's it's... he's selling Traxxas all the time. Yeah, but the Arma, it's pronounced a Typhon. What the fuck is a Typhon? I don't know. And they looked it up one time. They're doing their one <laughs> hundredth okay. show tonight, which is frustrating. That I'm not. I should be there, but I'm not there. Right. It's going to be soon. Yeah, the sledge looks like uh, Creighton's success. Hmm. So, well, I hope Traxxas gets their um, own version of justice that they've been throwing around. Um, They sued Macklin a couple years ago because they named ESC the um, Max, M-A-X-X. So they sued. Ooh, well, that that was a pretty big F up if that was the case. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, but there it was a competitive ESC that had nothing to do with anything Traxxas. Oh no, I understand, but I mean, yeah, they they had an RC product called the Max. Yeah, so. I forget. I think it was just part of the name. Oh okay. It's one of those things. It's kind of like, like it's weird. So like, um, Conor McGregor, um patent the phrase champ champ if you yep if you make a dollar off of using the words champ champ conor mcgregor will sue you well his legal team will sue you they got watchdogs looking for that literally um so that's a really stupid phrase yeah conor (laughs) mcgregor is the traxxas of the mma world is the way i look at it and he's the traxxas owner as well Oh, God. Yeah, that's just right there. Traxxas is... I'm not even going to go there. I could go off on a tangent what Traxxas is aligned with right now. Ooh, you should see some of Conor McGregor's lawsuits that's happening in Ireland. Ooh. I just don't care about that guy at all. I, I, I'm i wondering, like, when, when's that guy going to show up dead? Soon, I you would know? assume. That'd be great. Because the body can't, I mean, if you've seen him lately, I don't think USADA's been showing up at his house. <laughs> so he's he's a brick poop house or yeah. what? And he's been doing a lot. For what? Like, what's he using, what's he getting big for? <sighs> he's trying to make a run at 170 pounds. Oh, he wants to fight still? Yeah. He's five oh, foot. He's, he's five foot seven, Ryan. He's five foot seven. Right now the current champion, Kamaro Usman, six foot one with a huge reach. 
And what did he fight at? Like 145? Is that when he was winning? Yep. Yep. When he was winning, he fought at 145. He won the belt at 155, his first title fight, but then he's like 1 and 3 at 155 pounds and 3 and 2 at 170 pounds fighting oversized 155ers. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, that's not, I mean, the dude is, yeah. It's it's done. It's been done for well, how long has it been done for? It's been a while. Yeah, no, he's been done since yeah. since Khabib embarrassed him, he's done. You you missed your well, not missed. He definitely hit his window, but yeah, the window has closed. Are there still like hard McGregor fanboys? It hurts. It hurts so bad. There are. Ugh, that's like if somebody was still well, like cheering for Brock. I get it. I get it because the personality he brings. I get it. Uh, I mean, it was charming when he was a winner. Yes, exactly. When he was a winner, it made a difference. Yeah, you can act however you want. Ricky Bobby said it. Yeah. Winners get to do what they want. Yeah, exactly. But, guys, it's 9-12. We win yeah. another two hours. <laughs> Is this episode 98, I think? I think this is 98. We're going to get to it. Is it going to show up as 99, though? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. All right, guys. I haven't even run out yet. I have. I I, I got talent in the bag yet. I'm so tired. (laughs) I want to do an MMA podcast this week, but I don't think it's happening. So I I really wanted to just go off right now, but I'm not going (laughs) to. On on Connor stuff. Oh, on everything related to him. Okay. Anyways, guys, uh, I'm Joser Jr. and tonight with me was Jason Klinkner, and co-hosting with me was Ryan Greening, and we've ran out of talent. Bye, guys. For sure. Thank you, guys.